Hey, it's Preston here, and welcome to the Pomsky 101 podcast, the official podcast of the Pomsky Owners Association, a leading authority for the Pomsky dog breed. Our community of Pomsky breeders and owners is dedicated to first, helping you find the perfect Pomsky through a reputable breeder, and second, helping you raise and train the perfect Pomsky. Today, Joe Taylor from Moonlit Pomskys out of England is joining us to give us some of her expert advice and tips on potty training Pomskys. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Joe. You're the first international guest on the podcast. Well, I'm very honored to be here. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Fantastic. Well, I'm really excited to dive into potty training today. Potty training is one of the first things new Pomsky owners should be thinking about when their Pomsky comes home. And we have a lot of content out there. We've actually had our partner, Doggy Dan, come on the podcast and talk a little bit about potty training. We also have some blogs out there and we also discuss it in our book. But today I want to get more of your expert advice and kind of some tips and tricks that may be unique or uh, different. But first of all, I know that you have your puppies potty trained when they leave to their new owners. Do you want to just take me through first the process you go through with your puppies when you potty train them? Yes, of course. Obviously, when it depends on your setup, um, my setup with the puppies, it's in the home. Um, so the whelping box has is there with the mum. And obviously the mum starts off with the potty training where she's cleaning the mum. She um, is, you know, she'll clean the bottom. She'll stimulate them. So they go to the toilet usually whilst they're having at the well at the milk bar um, whilst they're having a drink, getting fed. Um, so she's cleaning them then. As they get a little bit older and they start walking around the whelping box what I tend to do is create a bed area a sleeping area and a feeding area it's all the same place and what you'll notice is the mum then tends to knock the puppy off the bed bedding area with her nose and cleans the puppy off the bedding area because the mum doesn't want the puppy urinating or you know going to the toilet in the bed that's, that's yeah. one thing that mums teach them, that the bed's got to stay clean and dry. So she tends to knock them off um, the bedding area. And um, what I do when I notice that is I create a potty area right next to the bed. So she'll knock off the puppies and the puppies will be urinating or, you know, right out right at the side of the bed and then eventually I will gradually move that potty area across to an, another area of the whelping the whelping box is now turning into a play area you know you're introducing things yeah. you know daily weekly um, and extending your, your whelping area and your play area so you then move in your potty area further and further away I know some people they can they'll use like alfalfa pellets or mm-hmm. um, sawdust or something like that I I quite like using artificial turf yep. and the reason I like that is because the artificial turf once they start using that as a as a puppet you know like the mums just knock them off onto the artificial turf the artificial turf's got a unique feeling so if they continue using that artificial turf, when they go home to the new owners, I send them home with a piece of artificial turf. Okay. Which what I suggest to do then to the new owners, because I've done all the hard, well, the mum 
has done the hard work, don't we, in your bed? <laughs> Um, then I've carried that on into the whelping box, the whelping area, like then the play area. And then obviously, as they've got older, I've continued that outside. Mm -hmm. So they know to go outside and use the grass outside. When the new owners take the puppy home with the, I call it a smelly mat, because it will be, you know, I've, I've already used it and it smells like their to toilet area. Um, they'll go off pop the mat down first thing that they do when they get home, pop the mat down outside and just wait until the puppy uses the artificial grass or somewhere near the artificial grass to eliminate themselves. Think, the thing is, what, what we're doing is we're actually showing the puppy where to toilet, yeah. where their toilet area is and where it's going to be because once they get to a new home, they don't, they don't know. So they'll be looking around for, you know, somewhere to go. And if you've put that potty mat or puppy mat outside, um, as soon as you get home and you don't let the puppy in, once the puppy's eliminated itself, it can go in and it can start exploring. That's a massive reward yeah, for yeah. a puppy to, to go into somebody's house and it's a new surrounding and they can go and investigate everything and then take it back out to go to the toilet again. So that's my big rule. If you're taking a, if you're coming for a puppy from me, you, when you go yeah. home, even if you're standing outside for an hour in the rain, you've got to wait until the puppy eliminates itself. Once it's eliminated itself, it knows where its toiletary yeah. is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's what that's what I do. And so you're uh, so you're really focusing on location, which is one of the keys. No matter what method you use, uh, location yeah. is a key in potty training. And so you're taking that. I, I like the natural progression from the mom to yeah. um, you know eventually out to the yard, artificial turf inside, and then out to the yard. So it makes yeah. it natural for the puppy. I like that. I just take over from the hard work that mum does because she, she really does do a lot. Until the like four or five weeks, she she pretty much cleans up everything. And I have tried um, the alfalfa pellets and another thing. I've got one girl that loves to eat grass and she just ate, ate the alfalfa pellet, uh, yeah. you know. So even though she was cleaning up after the puppy, she was cleaning the urine, she was cleaning the feces, she was cleaning everything. Yeah. She was also eating the grass. <laughs> so you know it had to it I'd have to, I had to go back to my original uh, grass which I've, yeah. I've been using for years so well very cool thanks for sharing that process that you go through so now let's talk about let's say a palm ski owner gets gets a puppy that is not already potty trained what method do you recommend um again it's you have to tell it show the puppy where the puppy is allowed to um, urinate. And th this is why um, I say once my puppy, my owners get the puppy home straight outside and wait until the puppy is eliminated. Once they have eliminated in that area, it's natural for that puppy to, to, to try and find that area again. They'll go back to it over and over again. They also leave, um, obviously, a scent that yeah. they, they, even when they're, they're born, they've got three senses they can smell and they can they can feel warmth they can find the mom you know so that's the way they, they can't see they can't hear they don't know where they're going um 
but they they feel warm from the mum and they can smell the mum. So that you know, obviously, I don't know. You know that the uh, uh, any dog has a very very high um, sense of smell anyway. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just looking for that place where they they urinated before. So what I tend to say is, when you get your puppy home, you keep it in one area like a kitchen or you know dining room that room needs access to the potty area as close as possible and just restrict the don't let the puppy like roam in four or five rooms it'll get lost it doesn't know its way around keep it in one room crate train that's another big issue that helps tons with potty training um and when they when they get the puppy home show the puppy where to go where to urinate where to eliminate the self make sure that you're with the puppy all as if the puppy's out of the crate you need to it's like having a toddler or a baby you need to be with that puppy and you need to understand its body language how um if it's sniffing around it's been playing then all of a sudden its demeanor changes and it it starts like sniffing the ground or whatever you know that it wants to eliminate so take it outside encourage it outside walk it outside so it knows the way to go you know um routine as well is a really big um big thing so so real quick before we go into routine on the location uh, do you like to reward them you know, after you take them to that location time and time again, do you like to reward them after they go? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Reward, I say, if they, if you've been outside for a long time, um, a reward is being let back inside. Mm, yeah. You're coming back in, you're coming to play with your toys. We're going to have so much fun now. And that's because you've just you know eliminated yourself out you've had a wee come on let's go and play now that's the best reward that you can give the other rewards I have is I make my own liver cake dehydrated uh, treats and and make a fuss you know they need to know um that you're pleased with them you know I used to I had one dog that used to uh, eliminate itself like three or four drips I'm sure it used to wee itself dry just so it get a treat or you know some attention from me so they really want to Pomskis especially really want to please you um so treat them make they've made you happy show them you're happy exaggerate and okay so confine them to a space have your eye on them crate training can play an important role show them where to go and yeah. take them back to that that place, reward them uh, when yeah. they do go. Okay, now let's get into the routine that you were talking about. Hey, Preston here with a little aside. You've made it this far in the podcast, so we know you really care about raising and training your Pomsky in the best way possible. For people like you, our community of breeders, owners, and trainers wrote a book, The Complete Guide to Pomsky Training. It's the number one book on Amazon for Pomsky training, and we've been thrilled to hear from hundreds of owners how helpful it is. So if you think you could use this book, head over to Amazon and search for Pomsky training books. Make sure it's the Pomsky Owners Association book with a red cover and over 100 ratings. You can get either a hard copy, electronic version, or audible version today. Alrighty, back to our episode. Um, Routine. If you... um... Think about when you eat something. We we 
as humans, we are regulated. I, I, you know, some people go always go to the toilet first thing in the morning or, you know, everybody, when they get up, they go, they go first thing, they go yep. to the toilet maybe and then clean the teeth or, or whatever. Dogs are exactly the same. Um, as soon as they wake up, they will want to eliminate. Um, after eating, maybe say about 20 minutes after eating, again, they'll want to eliminate. Um, after playtime and training, you know, they've got the mindset on on playing for one minute then when you see that they're hold on we're not quite playing now they're looking to do something else that's when they need to go Mm -hmm. to the toilet so some people say oh I take my dog out every half an hour and it's not it's not happening well it's not going to happen you need to get a routine also feeding at a very similar time makes your body your body becomes accustomed to when you're going to eliminate and you'll know you can set your clock you know or they'll need to go out for a wee by now or you know so it's first thing in the morning straight after food um pop out again about 20 minutes straight after food um after playing after training just go out see if they'll eliminate if they do fine if they don't come back in and pop them in the crate they might be tired might just want to sleep you know yeah and something we recommend with that routine is is uh, writing it down, writing down when you feed the puppy every day, yeah. when they play, how long they play, and then when they go to the bathroom. And yeah, owners can start to see kind of trends of when their puppy needs yeah. to go. Really and you'll see a, a routine, a really good routine, yeah. yeah. And another thing that I find as well is what affects the dog, and, and I might be digressing slightly here, but it's diet. Mm. Um, if you've got a, a food, a puppy food that's high in sodium, your dog is going to drink more. Okay. If they if they're going to drink more, they're going to urinate more. Yep. So people will be saying, "Oh, he's weeing every half an hour. He's weeing every twenty minutes." And when I find what food they've got the dog on, it's usually a high sodium. So they've, they've got a lot of salt and. and even us, as, as you, you know, we'll eat something that's quite salty. We'll be drinking a lot of water yeah, after yeah. we become thirsty. It's the same with dogs. My dogs um, are all raw fed. So they're getting a lot of moisture. Yeah. So they don't really drink an awful lot. And even though they still need to go to urinate, they're not, they're not drinking as much as a kibble-fed dog. So they won't be urinated. So if you have a look at the food as well, um, and don't buy a, a, a food that's high in sodium or it's got a lot of salt in. If it's salty, they're going to drink more. They're going to want to urinate more. So you won't be able to regulate um, and have a routine with them because it'll just be, I need to wee all the time. Constant drinking, yeah. And what happens as well with that, a lot of people, when they've just got the puppy and they're urinating a lot, they take them off to the vet's. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, and the vets just give them antibiotics because they obviously think it's a UTI. But yeah. if they find the cause of it, it's really the food is high in sodium, so yeah. they just need to change the food. That's just a little, you know, slightly digressing onto a diet. But yeah, no, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, good advice there. Just something to to consider. It yeah. might not be a UTI. It might just be the diet that needs to be tweaked a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there anything that makes Pomsky specifically difficult to train? 
Or should, or should owners not even think about that when potty training? Don't, don't think about it. The thing, I feel that a lot of people are saying Pomskis are difficult to train. The reason for that is, is Pomskis are very, very, very intelligent. They are very intelligent. The Pomeranian, the Spitz breed, uh, years and years ago was literally known as a circus dog. So yeah. they can learn tricks. They're, they're, they're bandit tricks. Everybody, if you want to try to teach your dog a trick, your Pomsky a trick, it'll be, it'll take it up straight away. Um, and obviously Huskies are really, really intelligent. They live in the Arctic, so they've got to be, you know. Um, and the other thing with Pomskis is having that Husky trait means basically they can do what they want. And if they do what they want and get what they want they're getting rewarded yeah, yeah so people will say to me i can't teach my dog recall yes you can yeah. but you've got to be more interesting than what the dog's running to do you know what yeah. i mean so so coming back to potty training um what do you do when your puppy has an accident in the house i divert the puppy towards where is the best place for it to be toileting. Um, And obviously we need then to remove that odour. So, you know, the dog can... I had one lady and the dog was continually going on the bathroom mat in the bathroom because it had been there once. And obviously the smell was still there, so she kept going. She just washed the mat and put the mat back down, didn't think of the floor. It's still, you know, the urine smell was still there. So he kept going back and back and back to it. So in the end, she started putting potty pads down, which to me is oh, going backwards. Yeah. yeah. Don't use potty pads. I never, I never ever use them. Um, I think they're dangerous. Uh, if a puppy chews them up and in, uh, digests them, they've got plastic in the digestive tract then. So it can be quite expensive trip to the vets. Um, so she ended up having her dog, uh, a toilet area in the bathroom and she still goes in the bathroom <laughs> for a toilet <laughs> i'd say it'd be amazing if you could teach her to actually go on the toilet in the bathroom but yeah, yeah. it's not ideal to have uh you know a, a potty area in the bathroom where other people are going yeah. so cleaning the area is really really important you know there's loads of things on the market that you can buy that takes away the smell of urine um and uh, yeah, don't don't get mad at the puppy, the dog, rub no. their face, you know, oh, all those things you hear. Um, no. Not a good idea. When when you do that to a dog or when you shout at it or rub its face in it, the dog thinks it's being naughty when it's eliminating. So it's going to hide. It'll hide from you. It'll go behind the sofa. It'll go under a table. It'll, it'll do its business where you can't see it doing its business. Yeah. And you don't want that because you want to witness it doing your doing its business so you can then reward it outside where where it's doing it in the right place but again it's teaching it right from the beginning where it's good yeah. to do so location yeah. location location of course yeah okay what are some of the biggest mistakes you see in potty training um like i say the potty pads i hate them with a vengeance um it's basically teaching your dog where to go in your home yeah, yeah. And, and that's you know start as you mean to go on you're setting your dog up to fail by doing that 
Um, you kind of like go in, here you go, here's your potty pad. They say move it gradually to the door and then move it gradually outside. So if you want it to go outside, why not start off outside? Oh, oh. You know, there's loads of tools, bells that you can get that ring on the door or you can teach dog to bark or yeah. stand. I've got one dog that just stands looking at the door like that until you come and open it. Yeah. Um, but these are all things. The bells are to teach your dog to tell you when it wants to go outside yeah. it's not teaching it teaching your dog to say i want the toilet it, yes so open the door yeah i've used the bell before and then then my dog just every time i wanted to go outside was ringing the bell but it wasn't uh associated specifically with uh going to the bathroom relieving yeah exactly so yeah. you need you need to get that association that outside is the toilet and inside isn't, you know, set set them up to succeed as opposed to fail. Yeah. Um, another thing is people don't use crate. There was a breeder, and Pomsky's first started back in 2014, 2013. There's a Heather, her name was. Uh, she was with Pomsky Northerns, and she did a video, and it's called Pomsky Crate Training. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good crate training video. And that some people will say I can't my dog won't go in a crate he won't go the reason for that he hasn't been shown or she hasn't been shown what to do in the crate he's just locking her in and she's looking at you you know what if you put me in here for so they're not going to like it but if you show them that good things happen in the crate so crate train your dog don't use the puppy pads and and then obviously get that routine in place as quickly as possible as well we, we will uh, look for that video and put it in the notes of the podcast so people yeah, can... Yeah, it's a good video, actually. Yeah. Okay. So. Any other uh, unique tips or tricks or thoughts on potty training that you have? Uh, no, not really. It's just, um, I mean, obviously, the, the, that little trick about the, the food with the high levels of sodium, that's something that a lot of people don't know. So I did make sure I got that in, you know, and, but it start as you mean to go on, you know, start with a routine and don't shout at your dog for not knowing what you want it to do because it can't speak. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it's, it's taught, it's got a completely different language to us. So you, you can't say you've got to go here, you yeah. know, or you can't shout at it. It needs to be shown basically yeah. what you want what you want him to do so a high level summary focus on location yes uh, be around the puppy when you first bring the puppy home yeah reward the puppy show a lot of excitement reward maybe with some treats going back in and playing yeah um don't get mad at the puppy when it goes inside clean up really well and uh, a couple of other unique tri- tricks that you mentioned a uh, routine I, I almost forgot routine Definitely. so yeah. Because the food, the food side of it, what goes in has got to come out and you can usually time it. Every dog's different. So it's no good for me to say you've just had your food. You're going to eliminate in half an hour because every dog has different digestion size and, you know, energy levels. And and that's why owners, they can write down when they feed the puppy and then when the puppy goes and they'll start to get a little timetable. Very good. Well, this has been really helpful. Uh, great tips and tricks. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I like to do a one minute round of questions at the end. Are you okay with that? 
<laughs> yes, okay. I suppose so. Awesome. Uh, what is your favorite type of palm ski? Generation, coat type, color, all of that? Black and white, all day. Um, and I don't care about generation. They're all unique in their own way. But my favorite is, uh, mine are all black and white apart from Jerry. Um, and she's chocolate, but yeah, my cool. all-time favorite. <laughs> cool. What is your favorite attribute of the Pomsky breed? Um, they're so unique, aren't they? They're just amazing. They're intelligent, um, but they're easy to me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What is one piece of advice you'd give to every Pomsky owner? Get a good hoover. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. the coats to get a good hoover. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who is someone you really look up to in the Pomsky community? This could be someone you've met in person or just that you know online. Um, I'm going to go way back because one of the first Pomsky breeders that I got, you know, chatting with was Charlie from Chinook Pomskys. Um. And then there was Zadie and Cheyenne. I've got one of Cheyenne's dogs. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few of us oldies. That... I, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast that you, Joe, go way back uh, in the Pomsky community. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm one of the oldies. But yeah, my, my first Pomsky was born in 2013. So Wow, that's like... Right at the beginning, the high, kind of the hype, the beginning of the hype of Pomsky's, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't known in the UK, though. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, we'll uh, have to have you back on the podcast and get more of your thoughts and advice. Um, of course, I've enjoyed. Yeah. Thank you so much. We need some more representation from uh, international breeders. Yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for making it to the end of this episode. We hope you got a lot of valuable information that you can apply. We know if you made it this far that you're really serious about finding and or training and raising the perfect Pomsky, and we are here to help. Go ahead and head over to our website, pomskyownersassociation.com, where you will find lots of valuable resources directly from our breeders and owners of the association, all vetted and reputable. If you have any questions, uh, just let us know and know that we are always here to help you find, raise, and train the perfect Pomsky. Have a good day.